With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. We're, we're Chosh. We're Juck. Doesn't matter. And this is Stuff You Should Know. This is Short Stuff. Yeah, Short Stuff You Should Know. Man, my mind, Chuck. You all right? No. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. We're talking about Centralia. Yeah, which we've talked about before. I don't know if it was in an Abandoned Places episode or... Um, I think that. I don't remember what else we would have talked about it in, but we have definitely talked about it. Yeah, unless we talked about coal maybe, but um, the, the, that's the Venn diagram of Abandoned Places and coal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sits Centralia, Pennsylvania, right? Uh, the very smallest municipality in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That's right. And it is a former mining community, uh, a couple of hours northwest of Philly. Uh, that it was always a small town, a small mining town. It, uh, I think, it only had about fourteen hundred people there in the early nineteen sixties. But now there are less than ten people for one very scary reason. And what is that? <laughs> Uh, well, the scary reason is that when you're walking around Centralia, the earth may open up and swallow you into a fiery pit at any given moment without any warning. <laughs> yeah. How's That's that? a good way to say it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So what's what happened? Well, we don't know exactly what happened. There's a few different versions of this story that we'll go over in a second. But the end result of each of these stories is that uh, in 1962, there is... Uh, still burning from that year, a coal seam fire, literally coal on fire underground under Centralia and the surrounding area of Centralia, Pennsylvania. Right. Which is, I mean, that's a a very alarming thing because I think any person who hears that says, well, how would you put one of those out? And the answer to that is, by the time it's been burning for 70 years, you don't. It burns itself out. And then an average reasonable person would be like, well, whoa, 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 whoa. there's a lot of coal underground. Can it just keep burning like indefinitely? And the answer to that reasonable person is absolutely. So uh, these seams um, are naturally occurring coal deposits. They're called seams uh, in the industry. Uh, they are sort of like veins that run through the earth that are made of coal, and they can it's, – it's not like this is a rare thing. Coal seam fires uh, happen a lot yeah. and can happen all over – and do happen all over the world. I had no idea. I mean, I've known about Centralia's fire for many, many years, but I had no idea that this was a very common thing. It's very alarming, really. Centralia. What did I say? You said Centralia, and you don't want to anger those 10 people. Oh, it's like saying ne- ne- Nevada? Yeah, Which exactly. way do they not like it? Uh, they say only people in Nevada call it Nevada. Okay, yeah, everybody else calls it Nevada. And it really makes them mad. Right. I don't want to do that to the people, the good people of Centralia, all 10 of them. So I'm just going to call it Seatown then to, to cover my bases. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because now if I if I just spend time thinking about it, it'll just totally derail this whole episode. 
Well, let's go back to coal fires. Okay. So they're very common, like you said. Apparently in China, um, something like, well, there's a 3,000-mile stretch of a coal mining belt around China. And I guess at any given time, a pretty decent proportion of it is on fire with these coal seam fires, which is problematic. There's a town in India called Jaharia, and it has had a coal seam fire going on since 1918 and has lost something like 41 million tons of coal to this fire, just up in smoke, quite literally. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this happens more often if uh, the the miners didn't do the right thing when they left. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're down there mining, and they've got these tunnels, and you got to take care of that stuff when you leave. You can't just say, all right, we're out of here, and put the gone fishing sign out front. Well, unfortunately, a lot of mine owners have done that for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um if you don't have, like, the right supports uh, to keep the ground from collapsing, uh, that can be a fire risk as well. Yeah, I so you got to fill them in. I saw also, Chuck, that um, there's this company that developed a, a, what they call a cellular foam. It's actually a mixture of Portland cement and fly ash, which is a very difficult waste to get rid of, and some other stuff. And it's a foam you can spray on whatever coal's left over, um, yeah. and it will prevent this fire from these fires from catching, which is a really great thing. And also it gets rid of, like I said, that fly waste or fly ash waste that's that's tough to um, remediate on its own. So you're killing two birds with one stone. But one of the reasons that you would want to seal off whatever coal seam is left after you abandon the mine is because it's not just dipstick humans who set coal seam fires. Like, they can happen quite naturally, too. And, and because that's a very tantalizing thing to say, I suggest, Chuck, that we take an ad break right now. All right, let's do it. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments. And if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy? But you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey friends, if you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. Like, what are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood the best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Yeah, well, now it is, everybody, on Homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools, and their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. 
All right, now is the payoff, everybody. Coal seam fires can start under natural circumstances. Go, Chuck. Yeah, they are. Uh, they can even spontaneously combust. Yeah. Uh, and once they get going, especially this anthracite coal, it is very, very hard to put out. Um, produces a lot of heat, and that that self-heat, it just sort of is a cyclical thing. It just sort of stays on fire. And that's why when you're shipping coal, uh, it's you know it's dangerous to ship coal when they get on those big steamer ships. Uh-huh. It's dangerous. Yeah, because the 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 as the coal oxidizes, I think pyrite pyrite um, inside the coal as it oxidizes, it starts to heat up. So the coal can heat up from inside out, and it can get hot enough that it can actually self ignite spontaneously combust, like you were saying. So imagine having like a tanker ship full of coal, and you're a sailor on that ship, and you are fully aware that coal can spontaneously ignite. Wouldn't you be nervous? That'd be a little nerve-wracking. Especially because, so you know that that ship is on fire in San Diego, the Navy ship right now, right? Yeah. And they were saying that it's reaching temperatures of about 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and it was melting steel. It was that hot. Well, friend, the coal seam fire in Centralia— did I say it right? Centralia. Man, um, it has been shown to reach at least th- uh, temperatures of 1,350 degrees, which is something like 732 degrees Celsius. So wow. if that happened on your ship, it would definitely burn a hole right through your ship and you would be sunk down to Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, so how this thing started, there are a few different versions. Um, my money's on probably the most popular version which was on May 27th, 1962, uh, they burned a landfill on purpose. Uh, this was something that, that, you know, would happen regularly is you would burn the trash, literally, and that this trash burn kind of got into that coal seam, and boom, there you have it. And it started a fire that uh, has never been put out to this day. Um, other versions of the story was that it was another garbage fire, and not that one on May 27th, uh, lit by a truck driver. Uh, And then another one is that it started in the 1930s, I think, and has just been around, and then in the 1960s, it was kind of noticed for the first time. Yeah. I like that one myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the idea that it was kind of smoldering, and then all of a sudden, you know? Maybe a flapper through their, their cigarette. I could totally see that, sure. That might be sexist, though. So let's just say it could have been a flapper or a uh, boy toy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Either way, though, uh, that thing caught on fire, started sweeping through those tunnels. Um, We're talking 100 to 300 feet down below the earth uh, is is still on fire. You can still see it today. Uh, There's some cool little short version YouTube documentaries uh, where news crews have gone out and stuff about Centralia. And uh, on rainy days, you just you stand there, especially on rainy days, and you just see that steam and smoke mm-hmm. coming out right. from the earth itself. Yeah, um, which is why one reason why it gave rise to the video game and then later on the movie Silent Hill. It's just this creepy abandoned town. Although the, the astounding thing is that it's not fully abandoned. Like you said, there are some people there still. 
I think there's 10 people that live there still. And they live there because they basically said, I'm not moving. And so yeah. the government of Pennsylvania finally said, fine, you, you guys, you lifelong residents uh, of original residents of Centralia, you can stay here until Centralia. you die. <laughs> and what did you say in chill? I said Centralia. And si- whatever. You said Centralia again. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people of C-Town. I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm offending 10 people right now. Well, the government tried to get them out of there. Um, They took away their zip code in 2002. They were like, sorry, no zip code. Uh, I don't know if they were like, we need that for somewhere else or we're just retiring it. It's quite a burn, though. (laughs) Oh, a big burn. Uh, No pun intended. None. They uh, took away Route 61, or part of it, at least, that ran through there. And some people say it's closed for other. Other people say, like, it could reopen again one day. I don't think it will. No. Who says it could reopen one day? That's ridiculous. And one of those documentaries, like, you know, the idea was if this thing gets under control, they could rebuild the road. And No. Centralia is toast. One reason why they decided to move everybody out of there, and it was done with a taxpayer-funded, basically, like, moving fund. Um, Not everyone is given up hope. Well, the reason why they started moving everybody, I think in the early 80s, some kid was playing in one of the streets and the street just collapsed under him. And he was hanging by his fingers above this like burning pit that he was about to drop into. And they're like, okay, I don't think Centralia is safe to live in. That was 40 years ago. So the town's done nothing but get more unstable since then. So that, at the very least, that highway is not opening back up. They've also well, you know demolished what? like 500 buildings there too. <laughs> You know what actually happened to that kid? What? In 1982, is he went to investigate some smoke, mm-hmm. uh, and the thing exploded and shot him 50 feet up into the air. I think it was a different kid. Was it? I don't know. I don't <laughs> like the idea that I got something wrong though. And it just so happened to be on the same day that a bunch of news crews and local politicians were there, and that was not a good look at all. No, for sure. Uh, the kid lived, by the way. Great. Well, the kid lived in my version, too. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. That's good. (laughs) They've tried a bunch of things over the years to extinguish it. Uh, They put uh, vent pipes in in the 80s, and the idea there was not to put out the fire but to direct these noxious gases because, you know, there's all kinds of nasty stuff being put into the air uh, to vent those at least away from the town. And some people said that's not working. And in fact, it's feeding the fire with oxygen. So they seal them up. Uh, right. So where does that leave us, Chuck? Well, they've also tried to put it out altogether. Uh, in 1969, they dug sort of like a fire break. They dug a trench down to try and reach that seam in front of the fire. But the fire went so fast, they didn't go far enough ahead. It beat them to where they were digging down, and they just went, ah, nuts. Right. <laughs> but apparently that's like, um, that's kind of par for the course. Like, they're, you, they're just really tough to put out. You can kind of understand how that would be the case. From, from what I've read, you have to stay on top of it immediately after you notice this and then yeah. continue monitoring it basically indefinitely because it can just keep flaring up. And in fact, yeah. there's a there's something called Burning Mountain, Mount Wingen, or Wingen in New South Wales, Australia, that they think has been burning for six thousand years now. Really? Yeah, really. Man. Well, that's scary it. stuff. I think so too. But that was a good one, don't you think? 
I think it was great. Great. Well, we hope that you think the same thing, too. And since we've run out of stuff to talk about, about Centralia, uh, short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.